The liberals are destroying California and conservative humor gone awry. Conservative humor gone awry is going to fascist California today. So stay tuned. We're going to take a few pictures of the desert and how their policies are actually messing it up. It's not beautiful when you go across that border. But stay tuned, guys. We'll show you exactly I'm Alexander Edward. And I'm Tony Boswell. And we are Minion Death Cult. The world is ending. Uh, our favorite butter company is responsible. You know the one. It was the best one. It used to be great. Uh, we're documenting it. Uh, we have a, a, a wild show for everybody today. Just just one of the more completely unhinged... Uh, I w it's not a, quite a comment section. It's a space on Facebook that we go into occasionally but this was just it was like shooting fish in a barrel it was yeah it was really one of those uh w one of those it's the problem of choice when you're just presented with too much good stuff you know you walk into the am pm and it's like which beef jerky are you gonna buy they're all so great and then you uh end up spending too much money and uh that's kind of what was going on with this show just this this episode just too too much stuff we got it whittled down to just the the best i think uh here to discuss this with us is uh jennifer albright at bow snunk on twitter is that how you say that at uh, yeah, Bo Snunk. Bo Snunk. That'll do. Okay. Uh, Thanks for having me, by the way. Of course. She's the host of uh, Have You Seen This, the Odd Media podcast, and uh, the artist behind our tour poster when we went on tour with Street Fight, uh, which is incredible. I hope you had a chance to get one of those because uh, we love it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, um, it was fun drawing that happy little pig. <laughs> it's it's an ador if you haven't seen it it's an adorable pig with like an ah shucks expression on his face holding a baton behind his bat and or back and wearing a police cap it's so you know good. standard uh standard cop i always made sure to point out how good the badge on the cat the, um, the hat is it's, oh, did you it's like so that? so good. Yeah, so good. It's like a Punisher skull, it's but a little, pig yeah. face instead. Ah, it's really you good. noticed, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, um, I was actually explaining to my, my conservative parents the other day that cops have really gone all in on adopting the Punisher as a kind of, the logo as a kind of signifier, which is weird to me. Yeah. But um, I don't think they really got it, because um, my mom is a boomer and my dad is silent generation so there's a lot that you can't explain to them just tell them that the cops are the ones preventing them from buying grass seed and uh getting their hair dyed at the salon and maybe they'll <laughs> come to their senses <laughs> yeah my dad can't get his mustache dyed it's terrible <laughs> okay so uh today we're talking about like two big controversies going on in the right wing uh neither of which directly relates to covid 19 uh something we're very pleased about something we're desperately hunting for during these times yeah the, this whole episode's kind of nice because it's it's all kind of um kind of pleasant like it's kind of this is a wholesome episode uh considering you know this is a uh, it whole, is very quaint nice. it's 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 uh very quaint because it's like good old-fashioned culture wars bullshit yeah and i've been eating a lot of dairy in preparation so so is tony i think 
<laughs> yeah, Tony's... I'm with the I'm with the cultured wars. That's a cultured butter joke. Oh, you didn't even give anybody time to get it at all. I love it. Uh, well, I'm bringing some salted butter, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm bringing some imitation butter, which means uh, these are all going to be imitation jokes that I'm doing tonight. The margarine of humor, if you they, will. They taste just the same, but they're not actually funny. Um, so... Even though these two topics aren't du- directly related to the coronavirus, to the quarantine, I still feel like I can relate this first story to COVID-19, to the quarry. I think the quarantine, I think there's like an underlying theme here. Um, stay with me, okay? So like, what, what are we seeing from most of these quarantine protesters? Uh, A, that they miss being able to like Im- oppress their employees and or the people who serve them, who is basically they consider their employees, you know, uh, and B, they miss being able to buy things. So they understand intuitively, you know, they're, they're out there like protesting on the streets, give, give me 31 flavors or give me death. They understand intuitively that like the main freedom being offered by America is just like the freedom to buy particular brands particular mm-hmm. like foodstuffs the, yeah. the freedom to yeah. choose between pepsi and coke basically uh there's a tweet here that just indicate that i found that indicates this purely uh somebody somebody like called out candace owens for <laughs> talking about how she went to the grocery store like three different times in one day to like prove a point or something <laughs> i still cannot get over that i have like, I think I said it on on my account on Twitter, but I have fucking severe ADHD and I can plan meals better than this woman. She was saying <laughs> it was like privilege to ask people to like buy a week's worth of food or something. So she's she's the she's the talking points USA woman, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess they don't pay her like anything, but if she's shopping at Whole Foods, that kind of implies that she does have money so i don't even know because it's a very um i mean whole foods is much beloved in my particular bourgeois suburb so no i don't even the, know the cokes like send her direct deposit every week yeah oh man what a life candace owens has this weird magic where like um she can empathize with every oppression except for the ones she's actually experiencing as a black woman <laughs> and it, it's it's really interesting to see how she operates, and she's really just been batting a hundred with the whole COVID thing, just really crushing it out there with just the most dog shit takes. It sounds like you're trying to shame women for being more empathetic than you are, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> That's that I'm going for. <laughs> it seems like you're trying to shame somebody for being a good ally. I mean, yeah, sure, they're not being an ally with us or or your yeah, community or or, or themselves yeah. even. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the response to this, so, you know, somebody was making fun of her and this response defending Candace Owen says, listen here, if we want to go every day, three times a week or once a week, that's our choice. This is America. We have freedom to go where, when, how we want. And of course that she means shopping where, when yeah. she says we had the freedom to go where, she means between like Vons, Trader Joe's, Whole Foods, mm-hmm. when, you know, during which store hours of operation and uh, how we want, you know, by by Rascal, by, by uh, Uber. However, 
You call it wealth, but the rest of us call it liberty. <laughs> freedom doesn't discriminate against wealth. Let freedom ring. And so just this all caps screed about, you know, the freedom to go shopping three times a day. And that's what America means. This is America. We have that freedom. And so well, seriously, though, like I, I, I try to go shopping the other day. It was like seven in the morning and I went there and there are people inside and they wouldn't let me in because I wasn't over 65. And I was like, no, like I need to go. I need to go shopping now. So I barged my way in there and I shop with the olds. Yeah. Because I will not be oppressed. I was going to say, you also have the freedom to just lie and tell them you have an autoimmune deficiency disorder. And then they just let you in. I also bought some scrubs so I can go in during the medical professionals hours. <laughs> anyway, this is, of course, not true. You can go to the grocery store as many times as you want. And the ramifications of that are just getting dunked on on Twitter if you have the audacity to brag about it. Yeah. But anyway, it's something, go ahead. It's something which is very common to... Uh, conservative thought at least mainstream conservative thought as I have observed it uh, having grown up in a conservative family uh, back in the 90s you know around the time of the contract for Amer with America and all that other oh shit are you bullshit. a 90s kid yeah yeah sad, sad to say do you um, remember like rocket power and shit uh, I don't actually only real I, 90s kids remember uh, <laughs> rocket power and uh, uh, Wizards of Waverly Place. I was probably listening to REM and like playing with Pogs. I don't know some '90s bullshit. But um, like the thing that I always noticed about uh, conservatism, whether it's like the National Review brand or the more like kind of wild-eyed David Horowitz brand, which has become more prominent of late. Uh, I think along with uh, social media and everybody and their dog having a voice, is that conservatives love to prescribe very virtuous living, usually around in, along like kind of Christian spiritual lines. And at the same time, um, push this idea of freedom, meaning plenty and indulgence and um often being like ridiculously wasteful for like no good reason um which is why they will pray one second and then the next second they will get mad at you for saying like you know there's really no reason anybody should be driving a fucking hummer it's like no it's my god-given yeah. right to like use as much fossil fuel as possible because that's freedom you know fuck all the rest of it um and that's pretty much been like the last, oh, geez, 40 years of conservative discourse in uh, my experience. And it's, it's only gotten worse since well, they, they uh, Limbaugh came on They the kind of have it. Like they, they have it on lockdown already. So now they just have to complain about like the lack of like how extreme they can take their pre-existing like structure that they've created. You know, it's, it's not about the freedom to like choose to, you know... Uh, uh, choose to identify with your the gender that you are or you know choose to like live with who you want or live the way you want that's not the freedoms they're talking about it's the freedom to do the one thing they like as much as possible at the expense of everybody else yeah exactly like, yeah. It's, it's like quantity mm -hmm. not quality yeah. I, yeah I have my my favorite aunt 
continue to drive her like suburban years after all her kids moved out and it was like a flex she was just like yeah no i i i, I deserve the oil i deserve all this like i'm gonna use it i'm, I'm only here for a short period of time i'm gonna use it up <laughs> and I, I like it so, yeah my family leased a series of lincoln town cars which ooh, cadillac are, killers yeah ins- insanely ridiculous cars but they only um, leased them, and that only lasts for a few years. So unless they they took the option to buy, I think that's pretty responsible. That's that's true. But my dad, um, <laughs> although my dad hung on to his, uh, he had a '93 Lincoln Mark Eight that he absolutely adored, and he loved it so much that I'm not even fucking kidding. He put two new transmissions in that car. Hell yeah! Whoa. Dude's right. Which is, yeah, like, unreal. But, he, man, he loved that fucking car. <laughs> uh, so, to connect this back, so this this is like the freedom that we're talking about. The freedom to, like, buy whatever uh, insanely uh, inefficient car you want. The, the freedom to go to the grocery store three times a day, driving that inefficient car, contaminating everybody around you as well as the environment. That's the freedom that we understand in America. That's the type of freedom we observe. And now with the quarantine, we've taken that freedom away. And by taking it away, I mean you get like shamed if you do it to try and trigger people on social media. Like yeah. that that's that's the freedom that is being like shunned or ostracized right now okay so we look ahead to a time when the presumably <laughs> when the quarantine ends uh when we're finally allowed to visit our favorite retailers like multiple times a day you know uh even purchase the same products we used to but the butter that you used to buy the butter that you grew up with that you have this strong like psychological connection to no longer has the beautiful native butter maiden on the box so despite the fact that you have the freedom to now go buy these products the freedom to purchase the butter princess herself has been taken away forever okay and that is what's going on yeah. with right-wing facebook right now we turn now to the visitors post sections of facebook okay this is something we've we've uh touched on a little bit here and there but this is not not every company is brave enough to uh have a visitor post section on their facebook yes. page uh but blessedly land o lakes still has their visitor post section up and it's it's something to behold it it really is it's it's page after page after page of stuff like this Pamela Lang says to Land O Lakes Butter Corporation, America, dot, 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 time to boycott Land of Lakes Butter and other products until the lovely Indian maiden is returned to the label. This is a disgrace to an American icon. She has represented the company since 1928. Time to fire the ad agency that okays this change. Pam from Wisconsin, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> So I think there might be more to come from Pam from Wisconsin. Yeah, I'm glad yeah. she signed her post too, because you know, it's not like her name is right there. Do you guys remember when people were saying like, "Oh, we need everybody to register on sites under their real names because that'll bring a an end to like racist and abusive posts on social media." Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and it worked great. I mean, you know, like um, racism is just in 
is just non-existent on on Twitter, as I'm sure you've all noticed. Yeah, that's it's not why... like people don't post wild shit every day of the fucking year that's why the the main feed of this show has been so intermittent it's because we can't find racism online anymore uh because all the boomers who are normally technologically savvy enough to have like fake names and alts and uh you know creative ways to get around facebook's uh you know identity identification software uh they all had to register under their real names and so they're being really careful with their words yeah very Mm -hmm. tactical um, I, I just I, th- I think this is amazing like I think it's it's great oh no I wanted to say the the signature at the end Pam from Wisconsin um, I think it is good that she signed her post you know you might think it's redundant or whatever I think this is like the boomer way of putting pronouns in your bio because <laughs> her name is Pamela Lang but she signs it Pam from Wisconsin so that indicates to you that she wants to be called Pam in case her name wasn't clear before. Yeah. So I appreciate yeah. that. Um, but I think that this this is just an amazing uh, phenomenon that Pam, uh, you know, screaming at Facebook, screaming at Land of Land O Lakes, Land of Lakes. Um, well, if she's from Wisconsin, she's from the actual Land of Lakes. Yeah. So, um, I mean, she does have street Wait. cred here. I got to hand it to her. Isn't that Isn't like that Minnesota? Minnesota? Yeah, it's Minnesota. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, we only know that because of Prince, though. Are you like, mixing up butter and cheese? I think that's like a capital offense. I do all the time, and I eat it with a spoon. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. They're, they're, that's they why have they call mo- me the butter maiden. <laughs> they have a more discerning palate in Wisconsin. I think they have more refined tastes than you, who's just willing to shovel any like slightly <laughs> liquid uh, cream into your mouth. I I've do heard... apologize to the great state of Wisconsin, um, which is where my grandfather was from, actually. <laughs> I've heard that you eat cheese curds that don't even squeak. <laughs> I don't think I've ever eaten a cheese curd in my life. I, I, actually, I guess I've never I, I gone have, far north enough. What are they like? There's there's just little pieces of cheese. It's fucking stupid. It's like so dumb. It's just like it's a little shitty cheese. It's, it's not special. It's just regular well, if... cheese. If any of these comments are an indication, people will take dairy extremely fucking seriously. So that is true. We'd better not scoff. I certainly won't scoff at butter anymore. Thank you. Uh, but she, it's, it's just clear that Pamela Lang has like more compassion for a company logo than like probably any person who's not related to her directly. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Pamela has for sure tried to get an actual human being fired from their actual job and here she is yelling out of loyalty to a non-existent butter logo. Yeah. Well, no for doubt. some people that's literally what social media is for. It's for racist rants and trying to get people fired. It's for tattling. Every, every website is Yelp if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> and the best thing the thing I love about this too is like she's trying to take away all these people think about they're all like libertarian type who like are all about having you know your your liberty and your freedom to do things but they want to make this company do something mm-hmm. that like they want to make somebody change their mind because like they're like you said their their freedom was taken away in the process and this only applies to butter and nothing else 
Well, it's an attack on her freedom. It's an it's not yeah. giving her the exact like product dressed up with the right colors and shapes on it is an attack on her freedom. How is she supposed to recognize her favorite product if like the the color palette, the racist color palette isn't before her eyes, you know? I just, like how many images can Pamela Lang recognize at this moment? You got to give her the India. They, they they need to make like one of those retirement facilities that they have for Alzheimer's patients in in like you know northern uh, Europe, but it's all just like racist products for for boomers. So like they still <laughs> feel safe and secure, and they can wander around the town, and they can still look at like the segregating drinking fountains, and they can still like uh, you know buy buy their favorite uh, mammy mammy tin signs and shit. <laughs> And yeah. just keep, keep them over there, you know, and they'll be happy, I think, with all of that. I think well, that would work. I the, looked into this. I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, um, di but uh, I did look into this a little bit because I was like, I think I have an inkling as to why these people are so mad. And, of course, the triggering thing is that the company removed the Butter Maiden for, um, quote unquote, woke reasons. I guess for a long time it's been seen as a somewhat racist caricature of a Native American. Um, now, the history of it is a little bit mixed and kind of interesting because, um, you know, um, obviously the they've had this motif on their packaging since, you know, as a, I guess Pamela is an expert since 1928, as she says. Um, but the... Uh, logo was updated in the 50s by an Ojibwe artist uh, called Patrick Desjardins, um, yeah. and he did what was the most recent incarnation of uh, the Butter Maiden. Um, and, you know, you could probably debate as to whether or not it's a, uh, you know, a, a whitewashed or accurate or whatever portrait I think we should Native have that American debate. Woman, I think but... I think you and me, Jennifer's white people, should have the debate. Uh, Tony, <laughs> we're, we're both what? We're both probably like one twenty fourth or something. Uh, Tony, I was born it, in yeah. New Mexico, so I am perfectly qualified to speak on uh, issues of uh, Native American cultural representation. No, and I own several pieces of turquoise jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, no, the, the logo was made by like a fucking white dude and then they got, it's, it's kind of interesting that they got it updated by an actual indigenous artist in the fifties, like before really anybody mm -hmm. cared about yeah. that shit. Uh, that's, that's interesting, but you know, it's, it's still a mascot used, uh, you, you know, exploitatively to sell fucking butter, uh, by, by a company I'm sure who, if, if not, if, if not outright harming native Americans is probably almost definitely not owned by native americans uh mm -hmm. but it's i i don't i don't know uh i don't think one one native artist uh updating the image uh gives it gives them license you know i don't think he's that artist speaks for uh the entire community and i would probably think it's safe to say fuck the the indian maiden logo yeah well yeah i mean um and i just by mentioning the fact of the, you know, the updating of the logo by an indigenous artist, like, um, I don't want anybody to think that I, like, I'm trying to excuse it or anything like that. It's, you know, it's just kind of an interesting fact that, that you, you know, as you dive into the history of the branding that, you know, there actually was, like, 
a Native American person like associated at one point. But it's also interesting to me that it's it's not, I mean, and especially speaking as someone who is a freelance artist, you know that whenever you take on client work, you're always beholden to what the client wants. And mm -hmm. that goes double and triple for like a large corporation. So even if this guy had wanted to make like a really accurate representation of an indigenous woman, I'm sure that he wouldn't have been able to sell that to the company. They would have been like, nah, can you make her like, yeah, make her prettier, you know, like make her, make her tits bigger, you know? Like make, make her knees showing, cause that's sexy. And kids make want to make breasts out of it. <laughs> make her knees showing specifically so that we can fold the package like so. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do and wish I mean, they would have like, just replace it with another woman whose tits we can still pretend or exist, you know? <laughs> <laughs> they just should have made her jugs bigger. Yeah. Uh, now with 20% more jugs. The I, milk I think jugs people would buy that. Okay, we need to keep going because there's just so much content for the butter the butter maiden. Uh, Kathy, oh, absolutely. Kathy Kelly uh, posted to the Lando Lakes Facebook page, Put the Native American woman back now! <laughs> <laughs> and that's a little editorializing on my part uh i did read that <laughs> as detective john kimball uh -huh. or no uh -huh. as uh wait, what's what's his character's name in uh jingle all the way i can't remember that's oh, how this man, comment yeah. is is written put the native american it's, it's all caps put the native a woman native american woman back dot 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 now it goes it goes with the sound effect of someone racking a shotgun, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. That's what the ellipses is. It's just a shotgun shotgun rack, yeah. I thought you were gonna say it goes with the digital soundboard that was circulating of Arnold quotes for prank phone call purposes. Because that's also what it goes with. <laughs> well, that was my introduction to that particular uh voice. I don't think I've ever actually seen that movie. I've just heard the soundboard. <laughs> Who is your logo and what does she do? <laughs> I, I, I love how they have like a lot of respect in this comment while also being totally like disrespectful. They're like they want they want the Native American woman back to like I don't know admire or yeah. but they just need her back. They just you know they just they need her back so bad. That's what's so funny is they're trying they're trying to out woke the left yeah and it's not a comment that i included because i got frankly fucking uh, sick of it the meme uh <laughs> i had to see like 12 times before i got to actually any of the good stuff uh but it's it's uh the right wing trying to outwoke the left by saying huh looks like land o lakes removed the indian and kept the land just like america Oh god, that's like a fucking Greg <laughs> Gutfeld joke. <laughs> yeah, it is. A, it is a red eye moment. Classic red eye moment here. Um, and also, there is literally nothing that people who hate identity politics love more than appropriating identity politics when it suits them. Com yeah, yeah, completely. And there's nothing yeah. that people who like identity politics normally like more than dropping identity politics when it suits them. <laughs> uh, see the current presidential campaign mm -hmm. but 
anyway, uh, it's it's funny because yeah, they're trying to outwoke people. So it's it's put the Native American woman back now, and it's like all on behalf of a person that doesn't actually exist. Like yeah. they're trying to outwoke you by saying we actually love the Native American woman. We thought she was beautiful. We used to jerk off to her. I came to completion to the Native American woman several <laughs> times. How does that make you feel? You know, more loads have been blown <laughs> to this butter woman than Princess Leia. <laughs> And it's, it's, it's just like so funny because it's, it's, it's only to themselves, you know, it's only to themselves or it's only to like their group, but they think it's fucking like, they think it's genius. They think it's hilarious that they're going to, uh, outwoke the left by liking a cartoon Indian more, uh, than a corporation. Yeah. Showing yeah. that they really care about this Indian woman. She has been an American icon. This is a disgrace to an American icon. She's not real. You can't disgrace a logo. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like it's not, it's not real. No, I'm it's, sure these people will care passionately about indigenous women, like they feel as passionate about the butter maiden as they do about, I don't know, um, all the native women who have been disappeared or killed along uh, Canada's Highway of Tears, for example, or uh, you know the epidemic of uh, sexual assault and abuse on reservations, often perpetrated by uh, non-Indian men on Indian women. Oh, wait, they actually don't. Never mind. No, not at all. And and it's every one of these people lamenting the loss of the Butter Maiden has upvoted the Steven Crowder YouTube video where he talks about how mm -hmm. uh, the colonialists <laughs> laid a smack down on the Native Americans. And it wasn't actually genocide. It was just, oh, they got their asses kicked. And that's what happens. Like it's it's completely bad faith, utterly disingenuous in the end. Like you know, if you can't interact with these people in real life and like, you know, I don't know, maybe uh, scare them a little bit. Uh, the best thing to do is just laugh at them because none of this they don't mean a, a word of this. All they care about is their product. That's like <laughs> literally all they care about, and they're crying because they don't have access to the product uh, the exact way they want it to be dressed up. They still have the product. It's just it doesn't look the same. Well, it's like it's like we're taking the trophy away from them, you know. It's like them being able to use that image as like a trophy of of what they've already you know conquered. It's there's a there's a place here in Redlands, California, which is like I don't know. There's like Western roots here, you know. Obviously, we're in California, but it's a Western store, and they have like the cigar the cigar Indian statue out front, mm -hmm. and it's like owned by white people, and it's like, hey, this thing sucks, and they're like, yeah, but you can't erase history, and it's like. <laughs> No, like, like, fuck off! Like, you, you need to. It's, it's literally 2020. You need to get rid of this. Like, it's, it's wild. But they're like, no, no. It's like I, I they're like, oh no. But like my, my, um, my cousin made it, and he's like one, one thirtieth Cherokee, <laughs> and he, he created it in his garage, so it's fine. Listen, well, the only if you acceptable... want me to, if you want me to erase this N word I spray painted on the side of my house, <laughs> you, that's, that's history. Yeah. That's history. That really happened. You can't deny that I spray painted that word on the side of my house. Yeah, I wrote the abridged Huckleberry Finn on the side of my house. <laughs> you can't. Because I'm such a that. fan of history. I'm allowed to use this this iconography. I was an Eagle Scout. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also the thing of how um, really the only acceptable minorities are the ones that have been um, kind of tamed and sanitized for the mass culture. You know, which is why, like, you know, people want their their butter-bearing native maiden back, but I guarantee you they do not 
fucking want to see people like from an actual reservation. They would not go near it, like even for yeah. money. They are not interested in the real people. And it is also kind of that. Um, I don't know if it's uniquely American, but it does affect both conservatives and liberals where the most intense battles are over really stupid cultural bullshit that doesn't fucking matter. Where, um, you know, the, the, the thing that people will absolutely fight to the death online about are things like Marvel movies, um, you know, fast food and like food packaging. Commercials um, for products that they think are, are like virtue signaling or whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, this commercial is too woke or this commercial isn't woke enough, you know? And also I, it's, yes, it's because like people, it, it's very easy to have an opinion on those things and having an opinion on things that affect your life material or materially are very difficult to have. They involve some like thought and, research and and, and, and a massive study. amount of like deprogramming of your own mind because yeah. those aren't the conversations exactly. that we're encouraged to have i mean this is like i i sound corny as fuck right now but those are like not the conversations we have in this country or we are encouraged to have like everything that you talked about with the culture war uh, online conversations is 100% accurate. Those are the conversations. Those are the arguments we get into online, but they all revolve around like consumerism. They all revolve around products mm -hmm. that we are buying or not buying or advertisements for products that we are buying or not buying. And so it's hard as like somebody on the left to say like, yes, Kellogg's is virtue signaling by having a mixed race couple on, on camera. And, and it's, it's not so much virtue signaling as it is like, uh, marketing to a base of people who are themselves woke or marketing to a base of people who themselves are in interracial relationships. Mm -hmm. And you can't have a nuanced conversation like that because the opposition to that conversation are fucking Nazis or white supremacists. Like you can't actually engage with them at least in that format, uh, because it's like, yes, these corporations are bad. And yes, these corporations are trying to sell you something, but it's they're not bad because they're promoting race mixing or or degeneracy or something like that. They're bad because they're profiting off of like necessary goods and services. Well, maybe they took the, the maiden off the packaging just because they're like, this is enough that we've had like, you know, the larger part of a century people have jerked off to this woman. <laughs> so much and we can't have that anymore but what it what it really probably was what it actually probably was was they're like there's too many colors on this packaging we're going to save a lot of money by removing her yeah possibly you know i mean aesthetically it was a good looking package but also that's not really at least why i consciously buy uh my products so this this next comment this is just a funny one uh helen jerry burke posted to the Lando Lakes Facebook page the background it's the word art and the background for this word art is the like 3D emojis background but they're the uh, smiling heart eyes emoji mm -hmm. like, like just so in love that you're like gaping at the mouth and your eyes have turned into hearts and the text says Highway Lando Lake, what happened to your packaging? Where is the beautiful Indian prince? <laughs> Highway Lando Lake. Like, that's literally what it says. Like, at the beginning, there's the um, the abbreviation for highway, which <laughs> I, I don't... 
I think she meant hey. She did mean hey, but I have to... Well, I think she meant hey, but we shouldn't speak for Helen, so I had to read it. <laughs> I, had to, I had to be true to what was written. Uh, I, I am, however, like a firm believer in death of the author theory. So we can take this and just, you know, interpret it however we want. Uh, where is the beautiful Indian prince? Where is he? Indian prince. Yeah. Was this maybe like a like a no? Because there's I was thinking maybe it was like a speak to text, but there's five uh, five question marks, so that doesn't really work that way. Yeah, instead of uh, two S's for princess, there's just two extra extra exclamation or question marks, and five question marks total. <laughs> um, they should they should troll really hard and replace the maiden with like a John Redcorn like just insanely buff like Native American guy. I think Helen or, and or Jerry Burke would like that. I think there would be another <laughs> heart eyes emoji word art post about that. Oh wait, is this one of those joint Facebook accounts? This or is, is her a well done Jerry. This is a well done joint Facebook account because yes. I didn't realize oh, it either God. until fairly recently because I don't think Helen's middle name is Jerry. <laughs> I mean, nope, yeah. I, you would you maybe but you look at the guy in the picture and that that guy's only could be a Jerry. That's that's Jerry <laughs> right there. And I think it's the funny thing... maybe they have a joint account now because H Helen caught Jerry commenting on photos of the butter Indian maiden. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he caught the... he, she caught him like messaging her asking asking her, "Hey, do hey, hey babe, do those knees go all the way up?" <laughs> <laughs> the only thing more like normie sociopath than having a joint social media account is the people who use LinkedIn as their primary social media oof, account. Oof. Like, yeah. that's just demented. No experience with that. I've, I do have a LinkedIn, but I found it very unuseful for uh, podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that I even mentioned have you seen this on my LinkedIn account, to be honest. I, I'm sure somebody can help me out with this, but I don't think, where does the, I, the concept of like, but of like indigenous royalty even come from because i've only heard the term like indian princess i've never heard king queen prince no other like royalty i've only heard the term princess i'm gonna answer but, your question with one word tony uh europe oh that's yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true that's where that comes from well, it's just so wild like it's just because like you see indian princess costumes but like, what? That you don't see anything else like that? Yeah, it immediately either... goes to like, we all know Chief, we all know that part, yeah. we all know that name. Like, where do they get princess? I from? think Peter Pan. I don't know. Maybe Peter Pan had wasn't her the the character's name Tiger Lily. Prince wasn't it like Princess Tiger Lily? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think so. so. Yeah, yeah, that's where that's, that's where it comes from. But that's funny that like. Um, you know, like an, an an indigenous man will get the honorific of chief, which is a little bit more accurate. But in terms of minority women, it's just kind of this blank blanket designation of, uh, you know, princess, no matter the culture. It's like, I guess there's a mother, maiden, crone, and princess. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think you could probably lump that in as like a, a maiden B. That's yeah. like maiden no, subsection B. Well, I don't know. I think maybe there's an inherent privilege uh, involved with with being a female minority because we have. I mean, we've all heard of the Disney princess. Have we heard of like a Disney like master chief? When <laughs> Disney makes a Halo movie, you can talk to me uh, about equality representation. Well, and honestly, she is privileged because she has access to butter. <laughs> Just, I love this. Where is true. the beautiful Indian princess? I'm going to be charitable. Uh, where's mm. the beautiful Indian princess? Please bring back the beautiful butter princess. Uh, I, pr I promise to respect and honor the butter princess. I just miss, I miss her. I want her back. Butter princess is what I call myself when I'm eating ice cream right out of the carton <laughs> at 3 a.m. <laughs> Who's a little butter princess? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I love that. Uh, Melissa, this is now we're in a comment section that was also, you know, within a post on the Lando Lakes visitor section of Facebook. Uh, Melissa says, uh, she's responding to somebody, I kept my two boxes of butter I had in my refrigerator. I might can make some money on them on eBay one day. I agree with you, though. Totally ridiculous. Yeah, you might could do that. You might could make some money on eBay with your empty <laughs> butter boxes with the with the butter princess on them. Maybe better if she left the butter in there and it's just fully rancid. Uh, yeah, mail it. Well, I was like, la I was laughing at this comment. Like, like you're gonna s try to sell your mass-produced trash on eBay uh, because you think like everybody else on the internet is as psychopathic you are as you are. It's it's antiques roadshow induced derangement. <laughs> yeah. And so I went to eBay just to check it out. And oh boy. Oh no. Oh no. Oh boy. Uh, so somebody was trying to sell eight empty boxes of Lando Lakes margarine uh, for $300. Yes. <laughs> they didn't have any, uh, any offers yet. Um, a lot of these are saying uh, Lando Lakes margarine. Uh, butter or margarine discontinued with god what's the with indian maya or mia because that's they know these freaks know the native american like character's name oh she has a name she has a name it's mia m-i-a or maya yes she has a name <laughs> she's a person i apologize for erasing her wow wow she was Mia, and now she's just M.I.A. Say her <laughs> Oh, they, should, Say put, her they should put M.I.A. on the box. They that should do sick. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know if she actually eats butter. She might be vegan. Were you going to do a say her name hey. joke, Tony? <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I actually did, though. Never mind. Sorry. But, you know, I'll tell you this much, though. Um... You put put MIA on a box. They could uh, they could take my money. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. If I got uh, one of these boxes, I don't care about it. I would just make a paper airplane out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Um. By the way, shoot me that eBay link because uh, I want to put in an offer on those eight empty boxes. I'm as soon as I get my Trump box, man. I'm gonna invest. Well, it's probably better that you bid on that one because I found another one that's uh, Lando Lakes Margarine Discontinued Empty Box Condition Used. 13 bids. Uh, current US, current <laughs> bid is at 
for Ooh, an empty box steal. of Land O Lakes margarine. Imagine the bidding war going on right now, and then someone like bid sniping at the last minute with like forty bucks for that'd be really empty boxes. Up. <laughs> um, somebody else, and that's why that's why bots bots should be banned, so I can get my Land O Lakes lady box. <laughs> Somebody else was listing uh, (laughs) Lando Lakes butter with the little Native American girl on it and three sticks left. uh, What? For $300 or best offer. um, $10 shipping. Seems a little expensive. The shipping, not the price for the box. Well, if it's the sticks of butter, they have to do like like dry ice. Uh, I'll do $325 if they throw in the sticks of butter. Yeah. Okay. My final offer. <laughs> you're just you're you're bidding over their their <laughs> buy it now price. Well, I I wanna I wanna snipe anybody else who's coming in. Like if I come in with that heat with that high offer, I can get the boxes and the butter because you know I this shit's right. gonna be rare. Yeah, and people even if you like lose the box, people will know that that's the butter. People will recognize the Lando Lakes butter, and they'll recognize that it's uh, it predates the logo change for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, randomly, is, okay. Real quick, this is three hundred dollars or best offer, ten dollars shipping. It also benefits charity. Oh, uh, oh, so I looked at the charity, and they're gonna give. I was gonna say they're gonna give ten percent <laughs> to a group called Feeding America. Uh, so th- hey. $30 oh. is going to go to Feeding America, and then $270 is going to go right in the pocket of this deranged individual. Well, this person is a Wisconsin dairy farmer, so it's fair. Okay, uh, and there's a reply to Melissa about selling it on eBay. That's what she plans to do with her butter. Um, Peter- this is a real Pose Law reply here, too. <laughs> Say again? This is a real pose law reply here too, because I read it and I was like, "Shit!" Like any one of my like Twitter mufos could have posted this with deep irony, but I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. I will say right now, I I kind of do my diligence when stuff falls into pose law. Uh, I have a I have a fairly keen eye for for satire. Mm-hmm. Uh, when stuff uh, when I when I que- when I question things, uh, I look into them. Okay. I didn't need to look into Peter Robeck because he is commenting all over the wall of uh, Lando Lakes butter. He is this responding so to like almost butter. every single commenter. And I did I did give a cursory glance uh, at his Facebook profile, and it's all just like pro football stuff, college football stuff, and anti-Nancy Pelosi stuff. Yes. There is. I have noticed it on Twitter. There is a very high correlation between the shittiness and ra- shittiness and racism of someone's tweets, and the amount of sports tweets on their timeline. Because every time I just see, I I'm on Twitter and I see a tweet where, where I'm just like, God damn, dude, like that's reportable. If I go look at their timeline, it's like 95% sports opinions. Yeah, yeah hi, hate hate speech spikes around things like um, championship seasons, um, drafts, things of that <laughs> sort. Hate speech just goes through the roof. I feel like it's it's because these people who are sports fans, these people who are like nerds and stuff. I'm not saying sports fans are inherently racist. I'm just saying when they are racist, it's especially hard for them to be a sports fan or to be a nerd because you're. Uh, 
the people who you like the work you enjoy are just they're they're on the opposite side they're on the opposite side mm-hmm. of you whether it's like the libs in hollywood or the minority communities who are you know oh, uh thoroughly represented in sports uh it's it's every opportunity for you to lash out because you have such a love-hate relationship with it. Uh, let me read from Peter Robeck's comment. Peter Robeck says, I am keeping mine box and will be showing it to the communist <laughs> census... Br- excuse me, communist census brown shirt when they come knocking at my door spewing expletives on how the liberals hate America while wearing my MAGA hat! <laughs> What? My man, that's not a census worker. That's UPS. <laughs> that's just that's just Alex coming to drop off your gaming chair. <laughs> I am going to get shot for being a brown shirt, aren't I? Look, <sighs> mine eyes, and behold, mine box. <laughs> yeah, Alex, brown is going to be the death of both of us. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, so just like, w- this is a very Poe's Law comment. But it's 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 true. This guy really means this. Um, imagine <laughs> the census worker who comes to this guy's house, which I don't know if they're going to be doing during quarantine. But just like imagine showing up to this guy's door, and you know, just like you know, to fill out like some information. You know, like how many people you know, live here, you married, it's etc. And uh, he starts screaming at you, waving an empty box of butter in his face, uh, yelling about how there's no, like the logo is different, and there's there's no there's no hot woman on the box anymore, and then like which his, means the liberals hate America. And then his other hand, he's got like a, a bottle of bleach, and he's like, "Oh, you'd love it if I drank this, wouldn't you?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend who did a period of work as a census worker, and he did have guns pulled on him. I would rather have a gun pulled on me than an empty box of margarine. <laughs> yeah, one is definitely <laughs> less like insane than the other. Totally, it really is. <laughs> like somebody, like somebody, you pulling a gun on somebody at your front door is one hundred percent less insane than pulling an empty box yeah. of butter. Yeah. In your MAGA hat, no less. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Okay, we have uh, a wonderful article here from the Daily Wire. Uh, The headline is kind of all you need to know. Uh, Harvard professor wants a presumptive ban on homeschooling, claims it promotes white supremacy. Well, it does, so end of show. I think that's (laughs) fair to say. Well, fortunately, the show, we're not debating uh, the obvious truth that homeschooling is uh, bad and it promotes uh, degenerate white supremacy. Uh, We we are exploring the derangement uh, in response to this. But the article is um, not really worth reading. I'm going to pick a couple things from here. Uh, This article is by Emily Zanotti who says, uh, in a shocking essay for Harvard Magazine, a professor of law and director of Harvard Law School's Child Advocacy Legal Clinic claims homeschooling is a threat to children's rights, a method of promoting white supremacy and a drain on democratic society, all true, and even goes so far as to suggest a national, quote, presumptive ban on the practice. 
Um, and I just I'm want, down. She the 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 writer is the author is saying like how great you know implying how great homeschooling is throughout this and how virtuous and godly uh, most homeschoolers are, and how this is an attack on religion, etc. Um, the central argument seems to be that children should be wards of the state, and that the state, not individual parents, should be charged with deciding what is best. There is likely reason for concern, at least as far as the liberal education establishment is concerned. I don't like that. But using the word concern uh, twice in the same sentence, even if it's, you know, for different definitions, uh, bad form. Yeah. The coronavirus. That's the kind of quality writing you get with uh, right wing websites. With homeschooling. <laughs> The coronavirus lockdowns have exposed millions of parents not just to the concept of homeschooling, but to the curriculum of public schools, and perhaps in ways that might make them think twice about returning their children to a government-run educational system. That's the closing paragraph here. And yeah, I, you know, I don't own kid uh, own kids. I don't have kids myself. <laughs> uh, I don't. I would never own a kid because that's for the state. The state is supposed to own our children. Um, <laughs> I don't. I mean, I dunk on my kid all the time. <laughs> I mean, who has the time, honestly? I don't have children, uh, but I'm imagining that something that a lot of parents are going to come out of uh, the quarantine thinking is, "Gosh, I, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep <laughs> uh, not making money, not having a job, and spending all all day uh, raising my child." Oh yeah, absolutely. That's, I, I really don't understand because, I mean, I, you know, as a parent, as a parent who is like living full time with this kid and her mom right now, who is like really living that, um, it's, it is kind of funny. You see how important it is that they do go to school and like mess with their friends and like get in trouble because all I hear all day long while she's doing something is like saying like, I'm bored. And it's like, you're <laughs> bored because you're like not messing with like, like five kids next to you. I don't know how how like people do that. It's yeah, these these kids they need to be around other kids. It's it's wild. If, if you're an adult, like if you're one of these right wing like evangelical or like you know antisocial freaks, um, just imagine that school is like your local Marie calendars. Think about how <laughs> how how much you are missing your Marie calendars. That's the same way. Think think about how much you're missing your chicken pot pie. That is how much yes. your uh, son and or daughter is missing school and their friends and uh, the socialization that you don't want or need. Yeah, I mean, uh, to quote a very famous uh, child sex trafficker, it truly does take a village to raise a child. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that sex trafficker? Hillary Clinton. Who else? Oh, okay. I, I don't think she's A giant coined... in her field. I don't... <laughs> I don't think she coined that phrase, but uh, no, she appropriated it for the title of her book back in the. Oh, I, 90s. that was the title of her book. Okay. Yes. But she did throw air quotes around village, and she was specifically referring to black communities. Yeah. That, that's where it got weird. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, we, we're, this episode's going a little long, so let's, let's just go through these. They're, they're amazing. Uh, Captain Stinkfinger says in the comment <laughs> section to Daily Wire, uh, to quote Malcolm X, 
dot, 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 dot. Only a fool would let his enemy train his children. This is beautiful uh, because <laughs> I love this because they're acknowledging that like they are that like the establishment not that like schools are the enemy because when Malcolm X said that he was talking about you know the white supremacist structure you know that's and that makes sense because that is the enemy of of black existence would be that right mm-hmm. and his mind that's the schools public schools are the same thing they're the same enemy to whatever his existence is like public schools are making it so i can't like i don't know teach my kids how to like stockpile instead of instead of you know the stuff they need to know not that i'm like not that public schools are crushing it either but you know what i mean well the ones that it's have like, money tend to crush it <laughs> yes yeah yeah well it's the thing to do um it um, you know, with these kind of like austerity minded conservative governments is, you know, because they hate any kind of social services so much. Like what you do is you starve them of funding and then you point at them and you say, see, look at how much this sucks. Yeah. Yeah. They also did that with Cuba. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, Thatcher did that. Reagan did that here. Mm-hmm. They're doing it now. Bush did that. I mean, they're do- they're that's what they're doing with the post office. But I just, I love them quoting Malcolm X because we get this all the time. Uh, I'm, I'm sure Tony loves it too, loves to see some representation of Ma- for Malcolm X Absolutely. in these comments. Um, and they really like think that Malcolm X was a conservative. Like because they've seen, <laughs> they've seen memes with like Malcolm X in glasses and a suit and he's like putting a finger to his temple and he's saying stuff like, uh-huh. you know, uh, saying shit about Democrats, like talking shit about Democrats in a TP USA meme. And they're like, oh, wow, this 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 young man is very articulate. You know, this this man was and so well dressed. Yeah, exactly. Very clean. I mean, it's a black and white picture, but you can tell just how clean he is. Um, he's not sagging his goddamn pants. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, he, he he ended up getting more a more tapered fit after he went to prison. Um, <laughs> and, uh, but it's like they they think they think of the image of him like holding the gun and being like, yeah, that's he was down for guns too. And it's like, yeah, but he's down for guns like like I mean like I am, not like you yeah. are. It's different. Yeah, well, I, I community mean, this... defense being very different than like yeah. you know Ammon Bundy, like we love the cops kind of shit. Yeah, and it's it's they really think that he was a conservative though. Like they think like all the all like the the conversation around Malcolm X is that he's woke right you know I'm speaking very genuinely generally and like reductively like he's considered like a a a a thinker you know somebody who who to be taken seriously um and they're like oh wow I never knew he was like taken seriously because he hated Democrats like that's really tight he must be like a real like fiscal conservative with traditional values or whatever. like they really think <laughs> that he's he's a conservative and it's just like I, I'm picturing a conservative meme I might even make this meme somehow but I'm picturing a conservative meme and like try not to get too excited Jennifer um, but it's I'll do my uh, best. it's it's Malcolm X with a quote like only a fool would let his enemy train his children and then next to that is uh, Vince McMahon smiling a little bit <laughs> <laughs> and then oh uh, god i'm never gonna live that tweet down am i <laughs> and then the next quote is uh malcolm x saying by the ballot or the bullet and then vince mcmahon's like getting excited you know he's like oh yeah, shit, yeah, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. 
Uh, and then the, finally, it's it's uh, Malcolm X, and the quote is, uh, the white liberal is the worst enemy to America and the worst enemy to the black man. <laughs> and then Vince McMahon's are, eyes are, like, exploding into lasers, and uh, Jennifer, Jennifer is having to, like, explain herself on social media. <laughs> Well, I'll retweet it if you make it. <laughs> I know you. Will. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna make it. A instant retweet from Jennifer. I'll make sure it's the Just to have, I'll make sure it's the young Vince McMahon for you, okay? Lucky me. Just to have more images of him saved, huh? <laughs> oh god, I regret I regret tweeting that so much. Anyway. <laughs> this next comment uh is great. Jong says what I find amusing is that this professor, so they're talking about the professor who like made these statements uh, about uh, homeschooling. Um, I don't have the article in front of me, but her name was Elizabeth. Sorry, one second. Do, 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 do. Why is Elizabeth the... call me bitch? <laughs> professor <laughs> Elizabeth Bartholet. Okay. That's the professor's name. Who's like making these claims. Um, Zhang says, what I find amusing is that this professor is obviously a product of a very low education and that he refuses to acknowledge that public education in this country was started by churches, not the quote state uh. reply. I can't believe Erica Zhang would say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a lot of funny, you know, obviously uh, misgendering the professor because Zhang didn't read the article at all. Uh, assuming... Well, professors are men. All professors are men. Why would yeah. you allow a woman to teach you at a college level? It just doesn't make any sense. All professors are men and all cats are girls. <laughs> well, women are called professes. <laughs> Prof Professatrix. Yeah, I was going to say profetrixes. <laughs> Profetrices. Profetrices. Yes, that's what they're Obviously called. a sign of a degenerate society. <laughs> <laughs> and then also uh, uh they would the, the edu public education was started by churches. So like it's just church with the letter S after it, not the quote state uh -huh. and it's capitalized. That seems to be a very low education. Uh, so I'm thinking like maybe uh, he's referring to the comedy troupe. This was not started uh, by <laughs> the Michael Ian Black and company. Uh, and then well, that's actually true. They did not start public education in the United States. So I, I apologize to Erica Jung. I was watching those videos at a young. I know they're like Canadian or whatever, but uh, they they reached their tentacles over this this side of the of the world. <laughs> Uh, and then also just the reply, with the word reply in here. I think th that Zhang like copied this comment from somebody and accidentally copied the reply button as well or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, then, yeah, that's right. It says reply there. <laughs> and then Captain Frito replies, this is an incredibly dangerous situation. Listen up, Captain Frito. Uh, this is an incredibly dangerous situation. I cannot overstress this. No parent should outsource the training of their children to anyone ever find some way to survive on one income or make some other arrangements but do not put your children in the hands of anyone else to shape them 
So again, just somebody like, oh yeah, what you've been quarantined without a job for a month and a half now. Going forward, no, no, you know, no end in sight, no light at the. I mean, I guess depending on which state you live in. Uh, but even if you've reopened, that that you're not out of harm's way, obviously. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, you're behind on rent. You're behind on your other bills. Also, you should take your child out of school and start homeschooling them. That's some very expansive hand-waving right there. Uh, survive on one income or make some other arrangements. Yeah, figure something else out. That's o- that's always like the, the whole thing. It's like, just do it. Just just make it happen. It, it's funny too, because like, I don't know, you know, I guess there have been successful home homeschooling scenarios, whatever, but I'm, we're not talking about that. What's funny <laughs> is like, you don't need to be 100% in to like have an impact on your kid. If you're a good parent, you just, you should have a good impact impact, impact on your kid, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, we have regular conversations about like the whack shit they talk about at school. You know, like, you know, before Columbus Day comes up, you have a talk with your kid and be like, hey, like, you know, this is whack what they're gonna tell you. Absolutely. I hope you know that. And like, that's, that's all you gotta do. Your teacher, and, and, but like, your teacher no. is not literally raising your child. Like your teacher is is teaching things to thirty different students for six hours mm-hmm. of the day. They're not fucking instilling no. morals or I mean, maybe in like kindergarten they're instilling the value of like you know not hitting other kids or whatever. Uh, but no, now that shit happens before kindergarten. Yeah, they're not like One hopes. They're not raising your children. Um, I love the term training, training your kids. Yeah. Like training, that's interesting. Interesting way of putting for that. For practical okay. application, your child needs to be yeah. trained for for practical to 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 uh, you know, participate in this economy to become a productive member of this society. Your child needs to be trained. Um, next, Brenda Oakley Lump. This is one of my favorite <laughs> like stream of comments, and her name's really Lump. Like I just realized that as I said it out loud. She's got three names, so a lot of times I don't like read all these names when I get the screenshot. Uh, the last name is Lump. She's Lump with two P's. She's Lump, <laughs> and she's in my head because this comment is just so wonderful. Um, we got a lumpy space princess here. I plan. <laughs> Brenda says so. She was like you know homeschooling or whatever, having her kids. Uh, at home. I plan to continue quote school. <laughs> okay, I don't like those fucking scare quotes around school. I plan to continue school through the summer to a degree. Even first grade, they get such an indoctrination into a PC and me too world. It makes me want to puke. What? I just hear hmm. about rape on the on the news and on social media and like women coming forward and like uh, you know airing their grievances and it makes me want to puke really yeah every um every class Rose McGowan comes in and does a presentation <laughs> to sixth graders uh, Ro- Rose McGowan I would love yeah if if Rose McGowan uh, like and Alyssa Milano came to give a joint presentation and it just involved Rose McGowan like curb stomping Alyssa Milano <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty Here's cool. your sex strike, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Alyssa Milano just has, like, a, constantly just the worst ideas, right? All the time. It is. Her her tweets are extremely emblematic of, and, you know, not to sound like some of the people that you uh, sample for your uh, your comment selection here, but very emblematic of, of Hollywood liberalism, which is basically, but 
what these people critiquing it don't understand is it is ex an extremely a class thing. I mean, um, people just say Hollywood liberals, but what they mean is like wealthy people, like without realizing it. I mean, that's a good point. I, but like the people who are praying are wealthy, but the people who are victims are probably disproportionately female just because of the way that most of the people most of the wealthy people in Hollywood are men and mo you know they're they're mostly straight um that doesn't mean that there aren't like male victims obviously but we're we're uh well very familiar with the doings of Brian Singer um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but yeah no Alyssa Milano like she had that tweet how she was like uh I'm black I'm trans I'm you I'm me I'm non-binary. <laughs> if you're like, that's not what any of that means. Like, <laughs> and then yeah. recently when somebody was like trying to say like, Hey, why did you have Biden who's been accused of sexual harassment and like now, uh, sexual assault on your podcast that's called sorry, not sorry. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, why, mm -hmm. why'd you do that? Uh, and then I think if I'm remembering correctly, she had a tweet that was like, no, I was a victim of sexual assault uh, when I was 13. Or when a man did this to me when I was 13, Jesus. I said nothing. Or when a man did this to me when I was 18, I said nothing. And it was worded in exactly the same way that she did that. I am trans. I am non-binary. I am Mexican. I am black. It was worded in exactly that same way. So I am not 100% convinced that she meant herself when she when she yeah. said that as a defense like and this isn't me like questioning women i'm just saying like the way she did it was that same like faux woke faux artistic faux like lib femme we are all one uh hollow platitude and i'm and i don't i didn't see anybody else catch that and i think that might have been what it was yeah it's like find a new format you know <laughs> um, you did a colonialism you did a no growth <laughs> <laughs> but uh you did a me too <laughs> so going on uh first time so the, the me too world makes me want to puke first time my seven-year-old told me she didn't have to take a bath because it was her body and i couldn't tell her <laughs> what to do with her own body i about lost it that kid fucking owns yeah totally owned brenda sorry sorry honey that fucking rules I, I like I like told I've uh, you know I've had these conversations with my kid I'm like hey it's not like time to brush your teeth and she'd be like no it's my body like I don't have to I'm like I right, you're not you're not wrong you know but like um you know your breath is kicking if you could like do me a favor and like you know you just, you just <laughs> talk smart. to your kids you just you just talk to your kids like hey that's cool you know you don't have to like you don't have to you know take a shower but also you don't have to be known as the stinky kid it's up to you are, so you're, what you're your saying is like you can't make her do anything but you can shame her into doing things. absolutely that's Being exactly what i mean in her own body enough to where she <laughs> it's will, a parental like, tradition they fuck I, you up your mom and dad i was like hey that tooth wouldn't have fallen out if you would have just bust your teeth <laughs> 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 if you don't brush another one won't go back in so you better go brush i mean i have seen like studies that say yeah you shouldn't like make your kids hug other people you absolutely like make your kid like do things that they feel uncomfortable with when it involves other people and i'm imagining brenda saying like to her daughter no you're seven you don't have a say in what happens to your body <laughs> 
Yep. What kind of a message is that to tell your daughter when, I mean, and the utter like irony is that you're this like frothing at the mouth, paranoid psycho who thinks that, you know, mm-hmm. um, the liberal media is going to come in and, and take your daughter from you or, or what you think John, John Podesta. I mean, these are all freaks, of course, but like, you know, you're like a QAnon psycho and yet you're telling your daughter that she doesn't have any agency with her body. Well, but that's what gets me with um, this kind of commentary is that um, these are, I have absolutely no doubt, like I would put money on it that 95% of these people, you know, if they were to comment on a news story about, you know, a pedophile getting arrested or something, they'd be the kind of people who say like, just give me five minutes with him or just, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. throw put him in jail or th- and throw away the key or like, I would love to, j- you know, like graphic a description of what kind of torture that they would unleash upon this sex offender. Put on Pantera and give me five minutes alone. <laughs> exactly. And yet, when it comes to actual concrete steps mm-hmm. to prevent sexual abuse in real life, they're completely disinterested because they see it as indoctrination of their children. Like, um, and one of the primary reasons that kids get victimized is, um, you know, a lot of times they're in unstable home environments. They have disinterested or abusive parents and predators will pick up on that. They look for the kids who are looking for love that they're not getting at home and they will exploit it. But these people don't want to have a conversation with their kids about it. They don't want to have a conversation with them mm-hmm. about bodily autonomy. But it feels good to pop off about Harvard professors and pedos and uh, Trump's war against all the sex criminals in government, like, online. Because it feels good and it doesn't involve any actual work or discussing any uncomfortable subjects with your children. Yeah, totally. And it's more kids get abused. It's so, the same thing with abortion. I mean, there's there's plenty of yeah. ways to prevent abortion that don't involve outlawing it, but it's mm-hmm. you're not interested in, in those ways. You're just interested in the culture war aspect of it. Exactly. Um, and then Brenda goes on to say, uh, it gets better. The school handbook says it's okay for teachers and students to have sex as long as they aren't trading grades. I almost had a stroke. That oh, that's just that is just not fucking true. I'm sorry. I mean, the most <laughs> the most unbelievable part about this to me is that uh, Brenda got so upset that she almost had a stroke. I can't I can't possibly <laughs> believe that happened. Well, when I was in elementary school, I fucked my teacher and we traded grades. Uh, he gave me an A plus. I uh, you know I wasn't I wasn't thrilled, so I you know I gave him a solid B. <laughs> what it? <laughs> what is the is the B a BJ? What is <laughs> no, what, I'm just saying the 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 phrasing here, trading grades. Yeah. Oh, I got and, like, it. Like I understand what she means yeah. that like um and it's true that um a major problem with you know um student teacher like relationships is that often you know because the professor or teacher whoever has the power like over that student. You know, and you can, I mean, you know, like, I could see somebody being sick enough to throw in a kid, like, and be like, look, you better do this for me or else, like, I'm going to ruin your academic well, career. But the way she worded it is, like, trading grades? Like, what the fuck does that mean? I, I think I think she's talking about Harvard, though, right? <laughs> are you, are you? Oh, because no, of the professor. You, no, she's not. What? She's not? 
She's not talking about where the professor's from? She's saying from? the school handbook. She's not saying the fucking oh Harvard God. contract yeah, or yeah. whatever. We'll get into it in these other comments where she elaborates. Fuck. Why is she yeah. allowing her seven-year-old to go to a school where teachers can sexually assault students? Well, she's not anymore. Question. She's not. She's keeping them homeschooled <laughs> now through the summer because she's she's got woke. She, she Oh, so she's making up bullshit to justify her homeschooling regime. This whole thing, the school handbook says it's okay for teachers and students to have sex as long as they aren't trading grades. This is like that, it's like that Simpsons episode where Ralph tells his parents that he saw Skinner and Edna making babies and one of the babies <laughs> looked at him. Except it's Brenda like talking to her husband and saying, I saw in the school handbook that teachers can have sex with elementary school students and it's okay. And the principal saw one of the students having sex with a teacher and he smiled. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's utter nonsense that we yeah, have to no entertain because either a it fits the culture war grievance or because b like you can't say anything to this woman or else like your administrative job at the school is in jeopardy <laughs> <laughs> did anybody call her on it no well okay so i have it right here uh mental phrasic says could you please tell me what page or section this statement is on yeah. i have downloaded all three of the douglas county illinois 2019 to 2020 student handbooks grades k through five middle school and nine through 12 high school it would seem to me that this is highly illegal no fucking shit like <laughs> duh <laughs> Well, that's uh, no, that's just that's just what Montessori schools are. <laughs> <laughs> well, they are really advanced. Yeah. <laughs> um. No, and and he he says, "What school handbook? What state? I need to know this immediately." And Brenda Oakley Lump replies, "Illinois." And <laughs> Ill, the that Ill, narrows it down. Thanks, Brenda. The ill in Illinois is all caps, so it's like I L L ill. Annoying. Yeah. It is a pretty ill state. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go listen to the Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like like it could be an indictment on Illinois for being like sick pedo freaks, or it could be like a, a shout out to Nas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd bet on the former. Um, yeah, and it's, she goes on to say it is Douglas County, and it's just nonsense. It's just utter made up fabricated yeah, it's nonsense. Bullshit. Like I'm like I'd be surprised if Brenda actually had kids. Like I, I feel like I feel like Illinois and, and Douglas County have like every right to sue her right now. I feel like they should, totally yeah. should sue her. Yeah, that that has to be some kind of like libelous statement to be yeah. honest. To saying like, yeah, you know the the Douglas County uh, school handbooks, those uh, teachers can fuck kids. What? <laughs> it says it right there on. Um, hey, look over there. <laughs> <laughs> Papa Spud. <laughs> who has a Papa Smurf, or it's just a Smurf avatar. I can't tell if it's Papa Smurf, but uh, their name is Papa Spud. Oh, it's not just a Smurf. It's a fucking ripped bodybuilder Smurf okay. doing like a show me the beach pose. Yeah. Which way is the beach pose? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Papa Spud says, another feminazi pushing her vagenda. Which I haven't heard that phrase before. Yeah, I haven't heard that word before. Vagenda. That's fucking. That's sick. That's so good. Oh Oof. man, I didn't know I that was what I had, but I like it. <laughs> I like it because I mean I don't. I like it because it sounds cool. It like rolls off the tongue really easy. Like it's a good pun. It's like a genuinely good pun. If you're a misogynist, you know. If you're like <laughs> yeah. a, if you're like a corny ass misogynist, 
like if you're if you're a rush limbaugh misogynist like this is this is fucking great um but i don't like it because it implies that like all feminazis have vaginas that's true uh it is very cis normative it's cis it's 100 percent cis norm like like feminazis can have dicks they can have vaginas they can have uh inter they can be intersex um so another feminazi cock slapping our kids disgusting yeah. yeah you have to be open to the idea that uh a feminazi can be shoving it down your throat papa's <laughs> douglas county schools come work for us and rub your vagenda all over our kids it would be it would be a really good name for like a um like a a, a turf feminist punk band <laughs> oh yeah totally we're we're giving out we're we're like really helping the bigots today on this one. <laughs> yeah, we're just having that gold. What about yeah, this? Uh, another feminazi and her uh, vulvaterior motive. <laughs> Was that like? <laughs> sure. Sure. <laughs> also, if you're a Star Trek cosplayer, you can go as a vulterior motive. Yeah. Ooh, that's nerdy. <laughs> uh, Le- Le- Legogue47 uh, says her last name, which, do we have the last name again? It's like Bartholomew or something. Bartholeth, I think? Yeah, Bar- Bartholet. Like Elizabeth Bartholet. Yeah, okay, I'll go back to it. Her last name reminds me of the Baphomet satanic statue that was circulating around the country a couple years ago. You remember that one? Remember that that one that was making the tour? Yeah, I mean there was there was like a, a yeah. satanic. We talked about it on this show. It was sick. <laughs> it was really <laughs> sick. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Her last name Bartholet reminds me of Baphomet, and then uh, Aurora <laughs> comment. I think that's like a racist name. I, it's like I think it's like a pagan type racist name. Uh, says, ladies and gentlemen, what this professor writes is a textbook example of what female violence looks like. Did anyone ever notice it's almost always women who say things like these? Parentheses. Okay, Candace <laughs> Owens noticed, but anyone else? That her name is almost but not quite Elizabeth Bathory doesn't exactly help the oppression. <laughs> Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Harvard people bathed in the blood of virgins to preserve their youth. But, I mean, I would have to see a little bit more tangible proof before I made that statement. Well, it's just like these people are 100%, you know, they're not critical in their thinking. There's no, like, you know, train of logic or or deduction here. Yes, Harvard administrators do bathe in the blood of virgins, but it's not because their name sounds like Elizabeth Bathory. Uh, it's because yeah. it's because it's a den of like privilege and and grooming and hierarchy. Well, I don't know about you, but when I do evil deeds, I like to ha- I like to um, lace my life with extremely obvious punny tells about what I'm doing. <laughs> Symbol, like, symbols will be their downfall. I mean, that's what yeah. that's what we've learned from doing this show is that because like the Illuminati, uh, the the deep state, because they believe in these magics, because they believe in these like ancient pagan beliefs, they are forced to give clues about what they're doing. They're forced to give like hints to the general public, like me and you, so we can figure them out, so we can get them. They have to give us an opportunity to get them. 
and it's like you could be saying oh well that's just what you tell yourself to like make it fun and to make it like an uh, IRL RPG so your life has more meaning or whatever but no that's like the magic that's that's why they do it yeah well you gotta do IRL RPGs because the regular tabletop kind are satanic <laughs> so you gotta do it in real that's life that's a really good point um, and I just love like the obsession with her name like oh it's her name it, like this prescriptive linguistic <laughs> part of it is very good and I mean it's just you know because these people are like utterly literal there, there's like no you know there, there, there's no uh, piercing of the veil there's no uh, what do you call it like discernment of, of uh, themes or actual connective tissue between I don't know in the, among the society among the structures of the society so they're like her name is like the the lady name her name is like Baphomet or her name is like Bathory well and, and none of them are like even good and funny owns I mean apart from the Vagenda one which is an all-timer but <laughs> that's that one's good got to give it to them <laughs> under no circumstance do you have to hand it to Brenda Lump and I'm sorry we do <laughs> <laughs> Brenda Lump. Stray Away says Professor Elizabeth Bartholethe, which is not the way you spell her name, but also like a, another like subconscious tell. Lethe meaning like forgetfulness. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like I think the Greek well, prefix for for forgetfulness. <laughs> is it is it death or forgetfulness? I think it's forgetfulness. I mean, lethal is, you know, obviously death, but the river Lethe was the river of, of forgetfulness. Uh, and I literally only know that reference in a progressive rock context, so <laughs> I'm absolutely no help here. Okay, go explain. I'm very well, curious. Well, there's a... Okay, so Tony Banks of the band Genesis mm. had a solo album called A Curious Feeling, and one of the tracks on it was The Waters of Leth. Mm. Wow. And... I always knew the song, but um, never bothered to look into the, the symbolism. But hey, if maybe I, there are a few clues on there, too. I don't know. If I'm remembering correctly, I think it's like a river of forgetfulness. And I know that because of a fan fantasy series called uh, Xanth, where it's where there is like a river of lethe <laughs> where you forget, uh, you know, you, for, you forget who you are or whatever. Um, Genesis, Speaking of fucking children, the Xanth series. Oh, OK. So you're familiar with it. <laughs> Yeah, that was is that's like everybody's first kind of like uh you know a uh, baby's first fantasy series which you read and enjoy as like a very young teenager and then you grow up and you know um a decade and a half later you look back at them and you're like oh my god these are fucked up. They're, one of the one of the books is called The Color of Her Panties. Yeah, exactly. There's there's a lot Ugh. that we could say about Piers Anthony, but uh, this is not the podcast I for it. <laughs> I have a, I, oh no, this is the podcast for it. I don't know where else you're gonna hear about it. Uh, I <laughs> I have a signed letter from Piers Anthony. Oh, did he write back to you? <laughs> yeah, he wrote back to me. He does seem very nice. He just puts pedophile shit in all of his. He's fiction. a he's for sure a creep. Like the first yeah. book is about, and I read these when I was like 13. The first book is like the main character falls in love with. Um, well, no, no, no. He's trying. He's going to be seduced by a woman whose magical power is she can like assume the form of anything. She can appear to be anything, and she's trying to seduce him. And she runs through all the uh, like different types of women, <laughs> and one of them is like a twelve-year-old girl or something. 
And the main character, Bink, has like this internal monologue where he's like, well, I couldn't say I wasn't curious or whatever. And it's like when, uh. when you're 13, like you don't really pick up on that it's like a yeah. literal 12-year-old girl. But but yeah. revisiting it, it is definitely that's exactly what <laughs> what it is. Yeah, um, I had the MS DOS Xanth video game. <laughs> that's awesome. More more only '90s kids will remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, last comment here. Oh no no no! One, two more comments. Uh, Stray away says Professor Elizabeth Bartholethe. So this is the comment that started it all. <laughs> I didn't even read it. <laughs> Professor Elizabeth Bartholethe is a she, not a he. Uh, so correcting Zhang from uh, the first comment that we read. I asked in the comment situation, which is like a different name for the comment section, maybe an alternative name for this podcast, the comment situation. I like it. The comment situation podcast, the Joe Rogan comment situation podcast. <laughs> I asked in the comment situation if she had any children of her own. Harvard chose to censor my question and has since closed its comment section. And it was all because of that one comment I, where he crossed the line. It certainly it certainly couldn't be because they were deluged with lunatics. Well, I'm sure they were deluged with lunatics exactly like Strayaway, who was demanding <laughs> to know yep. like the history of this woman's uterus and, and vagina in order to like back up her credentials. Yep. Do you have yeah, children, absolutely. you frigid bitch? Does your equipment even work? Somebody <laughs> somebody else was like, uh, everything I can tell, from everything that I can tell, she does not have children and she's uh, just, you know, you, uh, telling us what to do with our kids. And then another commenter was like, oh, no, actually, she adopted two children from Peru or something. Just like, like nonsense. Oh, so she's barren. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> um, and I just love this, like, that's, ex I mean, you know. It wasn't specifically you, Strayaway, but yes, that is why Harvard chose to close their comment section, which I wish I would have seen. Holy shit. I didn't know Harvard had a comment section. Uh, but Where do they put it? Like on the quad? <laughs> is that the comment situation? Uh, I, I think there's. it's probably... It, this was like in Harvard Magazine. So there's like a Harvard Magazine website where you can comment, which is weird because like not a lot of these prestigious outlets have comment sections. Which is smart, to be honest. Yeah, it's completely... <laughs> well, they, the, they, the they had to replace them all with safe spaces. <laughs> they replaced them all with woke coloring books. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, but I just love, yeah, like, yeah, that is kind of why they closed their comment section because you were like demanding to know her uh, natal history. You, you were demanding that the author uh, it, like reveal medical details to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, finally, John Osborne, he's replying to Weed Lord Boner Hitler, uh, who's a commentator <laughs> we've had on this on this show before. Um, that rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean the guy sucks. You know the guy means it genuinely. Like it's not. Uh, it's, it's not it's, an irony yeah. Twitter handle. It's ironic in the sense that like he thinks it's funny, but it's not ironic in the sense that like I think this is lame. You know. Yeah. Right. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> John Osborne replying to Weed Lord Boner Hitler says, uh, "Both of my brother's children were homeschooled." 
Both have master's degrees, space, comma. Both are conservative. Both work for federal and state governments. Both challenge the leftist <coughs> liberals in the deep state. Both of them fight the establishment to stop them from implementing their agendas of communism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's the end of the comment. I love My it. nephews are the untouchables. <laughs> My... They're the, my my nephews are the tip of the spear. Just yeah. fighting all those like sinister red agents at every <laughs> stage of government. Uh huh. Yeah. My sure. my nephews are proof that this professor is absolutely correct. Yeah. No. It's my nephews. <laughs> my nephews uh, had a good homeschool education. They they are intelligent, and I base. That on the fact that they send me missives, they send me dispatches <laughs> from the from the front lines yep. of the war with the deep state. Uh, I get dear dear Uncle John. I hope this letter finds you well. <laughs> <laughs> I apprehended a communist uh, who who was watching uh, the the new version of He Man while working. <laughs> Like it's it's just it's so funny. I don't know how you can take yourself so seriously when you're like, yeah, uh, my my two large cousins, my two large nephews, rather, uh, they work they work for the federal and state governments, and uh, they're fighting the deep state in the federal yep. and state yep. governments. Well, I'm glad Absolutely. they're challenging the leftist liberals. It's like that's a, like a that's like a cool drag queen name. Just put like an accented e on the end. <laughs> it's it's like I mean I'm not a I'm not a therapist. You know I've I've never uh, taken a uh, course in psychology or anything. But this smacks of like what I would think is fairly stereotypical uh, paranoid schizophrenic behavior, where you're just like working your job. Uh, and everybody around you, you don't know who to trust. You don't know who is mm-hmm. conspiring against America, who is like on the right side. Like you're just getting bad vibes from everybody around you and you don't know who you can trust. But luckily your brother also works there. <laughs> so yeah. you guys can like <laughs> conspire in the fucking broom closet about who you're going to, I don't know, like gar- garrote next. Yeah, I just, love that. You're just gonna like fucking erupt out of a potted plant and drag, you know, uh, Sharon from accounting in, in into the uh, into the supply closet. Well, I love the idea that um, I, I just have this uh, like fantasy of like um, you know like a 75 year old like obviously like Russian guy like on the verge of retirement for like a decade who's like still trying to implement like sneakily some kind of soviet style communism like in america even though the soviet union hasn't existed in years but he's still like just so married to the idea that idea he's just like yeah any day now <laughs> but these damn nephews keep foiling me yeah <laughs> still waiting for the code word well it's i mean it's a powerful alliance you have the the two nephews on the front lines you know providing valuable intel and then you have uh the the uncle uh, at home posting in the comment section of uh, the Daily Wire. It makes for a, a formidable team. Uh, hey, that's the episode. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining us today. It was my pleasure. Why, why don't you go ahead and tell uh, everybody about the podcast you host and, and about the artwork you do? 
Sure. Um, if you guys are curious about my podcast, the uh, Odd Media Show, have you seen this? Um, you can check it out uh, for free on any podcast platform, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes. Just look for Have You Seen This? Um, if you like our work and you want to support us, you can go over to patreon.com slash have you seen this? We got a lot of cool bonus content um, and we we're putting up, we we're trying to put up extra stuff what with everybody being stuck inside. If podcasts aren't your speed, why not go check out my artwork? That's at trickunicorn.com. And uh, I'm usually picking up commissions. So um, if there's an image that's burning a hole in your brain, uh, get in touch. Yeah, highly recommended. Uh, you, you've probably seen the artwork she did for our tour. If not, you can go to our Instagram and see that. Uh, you know, from a few months back in November, uh, genuinely love it. It's fucking beautiful. It looks like 100% like a latex pig. Thank you. Yeah. I worked yeah. very hard trying to get it to look like an actual figurine. Yeah, it's uh, it's a figurine, figurine standing on a base that says <laughs> Lieutenant Bacon, and it's it's it it's beautiful. It's everything that you would want it to be. My only regret with that poster is that I didn't uh, take my friend's suggestion, which he came up after the fact. I'd already turned it in, but he said, why don't you call him Officer Oink? And I was like, God damn it. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> That's good. I mean, Lieutenant Bacon's pretty good, too. I like it. I like it. Cool. But uh, thank you for the plugs. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for thanks for, uh, thanks for for joining us here. Hey, uh, we also have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Minion Death Cult. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Minion Death Cult. We just did uh, an extra long episode with Street Fight all about the insane Christian movie Assassin 33 AD in which uh, the world's most popular or the world's most famous <laughs> refugee famous. <laughs> uh who is a secret terrorist go figure who, who would have known right uh helps to invent funds the invention of time travel and then sends a tier one operator back in time to assassinate jesus thus eliminating filthy christians from the world forever um and i will say that you know another popular podcast did cover this uh movie we covered it first folks okay uh check the check those timestamps. <laughs> all right uh we go we go well, into i it. think have you seen this needs to do an episode about it make it a trifecta uh, we did it with Street Fight Radio, Brett and Brian. Uh, the first time Brian's been on the show since we met him, like over a year and a half ago. Uh, so it's it's extremely fun. Uh, that movie is incredibly insane. It's very much worth the rental. I highly recommend watching it yes. if you haven't seen it yet before you listen to our episode because there are uh, there are spoilers, there are twists and turns that are genuinely affecting in the movie. Uh, that, yes, it's it's an, a lot. Yeah, so uh, we appreciate everybody's support, and uh, that's the show. Thanks for listening, folks. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. All right, shutting her down. Bye.